Welcome to Around the IT Block Podcast presented by HPE. This is podcast number four. And if you've joined a few of my previous podcasts, I've made the point that we've moved the podcast to HPE.com. It's no longer going to be on TalkShoe, at least for new episodes. And this is actually one that I did in March of 2021, looking at our HPE Compute Portfolio. We had just had a big compute event, and I had gotten our VP of the Compute Business Unit, Krista Soderwaite, who I used to report to, to join me in this podcast to talk about it. So let's jump right to it. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me again, Calvin. It's really great to be here. And yes, uh, I I spent a lot of time in compute. I've done product management across most of our server lines. So I came back uh, to lead the organization. I'm the vice president and general manager of mainstream compute. So that's our ProLiant servers, Synergy, uh, our management tools. And uh, it's been great so far. So we just had an event, um, you know, I, I promoted it a bit across my Twitter channels. I actually even did a, a chalk talk. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I did a chalk talk talking about compute, but this big event yesterday was just chuck full with CEOs and including our own Antonio Neri. I know you were a part of it. What, what was your net impressions of the, uh, of the, of the webcast we did focused on compute? Yeah, so uh, it was great. Uh, it was it was really great to have the CEO of Intel there, Pat Gelsinger, the CEO of AMD, Lisa Sue, and John Chambers there, and of course Antonio, our CEO. So I I really got a lot out of the discussions uh, that they had about the markets, and I feel customers did too. Uh, I um, I led a session on workload solutions, and I was really happy that I received a. Uh, uh, and I am um, in LinkedIn about uh, how much they, a customer got out of the session. Uh, she said that it really make, made them rethink how they're doing things. It really explained why they were where they were. We see, we talked about VDI. We talked about some of the pitfalls of VDI and what you have to consider. And uh, for her, I think it was eye-opening to hear. So I, I was really happy to hear that. We've got this laser focus on workloads. Uh, so it was great to hear she got something out of it. You know, I want to come back to that conversation about workloads, but let's bounce up to a little bit higher level. Digital transformation. Uh, the industry has been talking about it for a few years now. We've been talking about it for sure. Talk to me a little bit about where you see compute playing a role for customers in their digital transformation. Yeah, so I, it's funny because you're right. People have been talking about digital transformation for for years, but I feel like COVID was like the pop quiz. Are you really ready for digital transformation? And you could really tell the people that were ready and the people that weren't ready. Uh, we helped a lot of customers stand up remote workforces really quickly. A lot of schools stand up class, classrooms really quickly. Uh, and even restaurants, uh, you know, with curbside pickup and being able to take orders on, you know, on your phone, those kinds of things. So it really exposed who was ready and who wasn't. And I think just made the transformation even more critical and the speed uh, to, to make that transformation. So I think the people that were ready won and the people that really weren't ready really were challenged and had to stand something up really quickly. But I also feel like 
uh, now that a lot of things are at least getting a little bit better in terms of opening up, uh, I think what's happening is people still want to digitally transform, but it's really tough because they're behind on the projects that they had. Uh, a lot of times the budget was there before COVID, but isn't there now. So there's these other challenges that are coming up, even though people realize it's more important than ever. You know, to me, cloud and cloud as a t discussion topic eight, nine years ago in digital transformation were very similar conversations. It seemed as though people would latch onto the term and just use it for anything that they were trying to market because it was the latest buzzword. It was a, even a storage competitor back eight or nine years ago that uh, took their storage on-premises portfolio, stuck cloud in the title and went out there and tried to, to capitalize on the word cloud. I think digital transformation is different. It's crossed a threshold of being just marketing gobbledygook to being a real thing. And if you're not in the boat to digital transform your organization, you're probably in the wrong boat. You know, I have to tell you, Calvin, I was, um, I, I, I saw kind of in real time a digital transformation fail. I was uh, renting a car and I, as I was walking up to the car rental, rental place at the airport, I was just kind of patting myself on the back because I was like, I got such a great deal. I get to the line and the line is huge. Everybody got a good deal. And, and the other vendors, you know, there's nobody in line except for the, the one I'm using. So I'm in this horrible line. There's barely anybody at the counter. And I see that they have this kiosk where you could, you know, go there and digitally interact with somebody remotely and, uh, and, you know, and kind of, you know, not stand in this physical line. So I, I, I you know, I'm, I've got a good, decent place in line and I see somebody going over there and so does everybody else. And everybody looks over to see what's going to happen because it's like, this works, you know, there's multiple machines. If this works, we're all getting out of line and we're going over there. And so I see on the screen, somebody pop up kind of similar to you in this, uh, with this background of kind of a, a tropical background. So they're remote somewhere and we're watching and watching and oh my gosh, Calvin, it took forever and no one got out of that line because they tried to digitally transform but it was not easier and it took so long that no one even went over there so it's kind of funny because uh, sometimes you see the digital transformations and they work and sometimes you see them and they don't work so I think one of the things that people always are interested in is kind of portfolio updates you know we've been going with gen 10 for a while in fact uh I mean, I think, you know, my background was as the storage guy, but the three most popular videos of all time that I have are all compute videos. One's a DL380 video I did, one on ILO, and I can't remember the other one, I think it's a DL560 or something, but they're like, those videos are still going strong, even though we launched Gen 10. What has it been? Has it been three, four years now? 2017, believe it or not. Yeah, so four years ago, yeah. but we, we've done some updates and we call those updates yeah. Gen 10 Plus. So tell me a little bit about what's happened. Obviously, we've gotten some new CPUs mm -hmm. uh, that have right. come from our partners, but give us a little bit more about what Gen 10 Plus is about. Sure, sure. So um, so we do have uh, 
our new HPE Gen 10 Plus servers, and we have refreshed both the Intel and the AMD side um, of uh, with Intel. So first of all, they're both third generation processors. So with Intel, it's the Intel Xeon scalable third generation processor. And then with AMD, it's the AMD Epic third generation processor. And they're both delivering a lot more performance. So any customer that's experienced on, uh, you know, experiencing some type of um, bottleneck from a performance standpoint should really consider them. And we know not just we didn't just refresh what we had we did that but we also introduced some new platforms so on the AMD side we introduced two new platforms uh, DL345 which is storage optimized uh, for database and uh, and then the other one we introduced was the DL365 which we used to have a really really long time ago we haven't had that in the portfolio for a really long time uh, but it was very popular when we did and it's a one you platform that's great for um, uh, kind of high-end BDI workloads. So we're excited about that. And then on the Intel side, we have a new telco platform. That's our DL110, and it's for VRAN and 5G Edge. Uh, I, it's kind of born to run VRAN uh, in 5G Edge. We, um, we worked really closely with telco customers to define that product. So we're really excited about that product as well. Actually did a chalk talk probably about a month ago for the telco team when they did a big webcast and it's the first time I'd ever heard of VRAN, but I saw the, the I saw the, the ProLiant 110 in there is the telco optimized VRAN solution. So that's pretty cool that I actually knew what you said and what you were talking about. Yes. There. Yeah. Well, and you know, what's interesting, uh, I mean, it's a growing area, more and more people are, um, uh, you know, um, trying to optimize for that. Uh, but what, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, we've been playing this product for a while and we got a lot of customers that are kind of pent up demand, can't wait to get it. So it's a good sign. I think it's going to do really well. You know, one of the concerns our customers have had and continue to have is around security. And when we launched Gen 10, we talked about that being the most secure server in the world. Uh, lots of features like in ILO that make it that way. But talk to me a little bit about how we're pushing the boundaries there and, and making things really focused on security with our compute platforms. Yeah, so the way we approach security, I, I, in Gen 10, we launched the world's most secure industry standard servers. So the way that we approach security is holistic. So it's 360 degree security from supply chain all the way to retirement. So um, anyone who saw the Gen 10 features around security, we haven't stopped there. We actually keep adding. So everybody, you know, uh, you know, when, when you look at what we have with Gen 10 and what you look at what we have now, uh, we've gone kind of light years ahead. And then with Gen 10 Plus, we're adding even more security features. It's just one of those things that it's going to continue to be a focus area for us because it's so important for customers. So you had mentioned workloads before as being a big part of what you're doing. And, you know, I've, I've seen some of the information about what we're doing there at a high level, mm -hmm. but what is it that we're doing specifically to help customers to pick what the right compute is to run with their workload that they're running? Is it, is it more than just uh, blueprints? What, what is it we're doing that's really making a difference for workloads? 
Yeah, so we are laser focused on workload optimized solutions. So that's making sure that we have everything that's needed and it's optimized. And that includes making sure we have the right portfolio, making sure we have the right RAs, reference architectures, reference configs, have the right partnerships with ISVs. Um, what we're seeing is that a lot of customers are trying things for the first time. Um, so workloads they haven't done before, like containers, or the, the workloads they have, they have to get much more efficiency out of them. So they're going back and trying to do things to be more efficient. And they're looking for help in that. So it's making sure you have the right portfolio, the right information, the right expertise around services as well, and that it, that's all tested and validated for those workloads. So uh, that's what you can expect uh, from us. And we have you know, decades of experience and thousands of engineers uh, that are laser focused on making sure that customers can run their workloads as efficiently as possible. Uh, I was just meeting with a customer a few weeks ago and it's one of our large customers and they were talking to me and they were so excited about a new project they had. And they said, hey, we're trying to go here. And it's like, what can we do? And, and they said, you know, we wanna make sure that we're getting your guidance because you know, if we're going the wrong way, tell us, we don't wanna do anything wrong. Uh, now I'm meeting with them next week because we're gonna start workshopping where they're trying to go, the right way to get them there. So we see that over and over again, customers that are really looking for that help and guidance. Um, and I mentioned that we had someone that had sent me a note after they watched the Accelerating Next and the guidance that they were looking for. So we wanna make sure we're providing that guidance uh, to customers as they either try to optimize the workloads they have or try to venture out and do new workloads. Uh, and it's funny, uh, Calvin, when you um, think about the expertise, we've helped a lot of customers through their journeys or you know, it's what we're here for, what we get excited about. And it kind of reminds me, I, um, years ago, I was gonna get uh, LASIK surgery for, you know, for my eyes. And uh, my mom's a nurse and I asked her, I said, mom, who should I go to? Cause I'm new in town. Who should I go to to get this done? And she said, Krista, go to someone who does it all day, every day. Cause they've seen everything and they know how to get through everything. And I feel like that's the expertise that HPE has to help customers on their journey from a workload perspective. So another area that I have to hit on is, you know, Antonio, a couple of years ago, I mean, we keep hearing this. I think we all as employees have it drilled into our, our, our tattooed on our arms, maybe, that by 2022, everything in the portfolio is going to be available as a service. I've been doing a lot of work with GreenLake, too, creating Chalk Talks for them. But one of them they haven't asked me to do yet is compute. They've asked me to do storage. I've done like HPC. I've done some other ones. But I haven't been asked to do a compute one. I know you guys are doing a lot with them. Tell me oh, a little yes. bit about the GreenLake portfolio uh, for compute. Yeah, so so first of all, I'm a huge GreenLake fan. And um, and so GreenLake, HP GreenLake for anyone who doesn't know, it's our as a service offering where the, we bring the cloud to you. And I'll tell you a little story, Calvin, about when I realized how much this would help customers. It was the first time I presented GreenLake to a large room of customers. And uh, after I, you know, I'm presenting what, what it is, what the benefits are, after I'm done, all these customers came up and started asking me how they could take advantage of what I was just talking about. 
And that was quite a while ago. It's actually the offerings gotten better and better since then. So that's when I knew I was like, okay, we really have something here. This is something that's really going to help our customers. And then what we see is once customers um, get green, like then they're looking, what else can I put in, in the, this as a service model and put something in over here? Uh, so the satisfaction rate is really high. We think it really hits, uh, especially now when customers are looking for the budgets to get the infrastructure they need and having challenges there. GreenLake is an answer to that. Um, so that's why I'm excited about it. And, and, and you're right, a lot of compute is uh, sold through the GreenLake model. Um, so that is, uh, and it's growing. So we're really excited about what that could bring our customers. And, uh, and then ultimately, uh, you know, we focus on that, like you said, the company's very focused on it. So ultimately, it just keeps getting better and better and better and better in terms of the offering. So one other area that I mean, uh, it's, it's an area that really is a helpful area for customers. But we probably as product people, at least me as a product person, I mean, I want to talk about the product, but customers care about this stuff. And that's um, our, our financial services. I know. It, you know, it's so funny because it's like an unsung hero, um, essentially. Uh, so um, what I'll say about HPEFS, our financial services, is there are so many different offers. And again, for anyone who has a budget challenge, this could be the answer. There are things that we can do to help um, free up financial capacity to get what a customer needs, even using the assets they already have. Uh, and then there's, you know, people that want to have, you know, big projects rolled out, but they may not have all the money for it up front. They could roll that project out and then turn and then only pay when they turn on the servers. So as they turn on servers, they pay. So there's all these different things, a long list of things that we could do to help customers if they're challenged when it comes to budgets. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you another uh, quick story. I, I, I was presenting Gen 10 and I was doing this road show and I was stopping in different countries. I was in, uh, I was in Australia and multiple cities and I'm, I'm presenting about the products, which is, you know, going well. And then I put up the HPE financial services slide and I talked to them kind of like I'm talking to you about some of the things that you could actually do to take advantage of it. And I see these cameras start coming out, click, click, click. And I'm like, they haven't taken pictures of anything else. Uh, and, and they're taking pictures of this slide. And then I, I, I get off the stage and a woman came up to me and she's like, oh, could I have that slide where you're talking about financial services? I'm like, oh yeah, I'll send you the whole deck. She's like, no, I just need that slide for a meeting with for, for a meeting tomorrow. And I was like, with procurement, I was like, oh, okay. So, so definitely of interest. Uh, I don't think enough people know what's available. So I'm always happy to share that as a suggestion for anybody that's challenged uh, from a budget standpoint. Krista, this has been a fabulous update on compute. Uh, you're just great to talk to. And I, I, I love having this conversation with you. For people that want to know more about compute, I know one of the URLs I had in the um, chalk talk I did was hpe.com slash solutions slash compute. Where else would you send folks to get more about your portfolio? 
Yeah, so I would say actually start with um, the homepage. We're featuring a lot of the things that are new right there on the homepage. And then make your way over to compute. You can see a little bit more about the Gen 10 Plus servers, what the features are, and really get a good sense of what, um, if you'd benefit from them from a performance standpoint. Cool. Well, again, it's great to catch up with you. I know we haven't seen each other face to face in forever. Probably, yes. uh, probably the last discoverer in Vegas, but uh, it's good to catch up with you. Thanks for being with on the podcast today. All right. Thanks for having me, Calvin. With this now being an official HPE podcast, you will no longer be able to find new episodes on TalkShoe. You can find the podcast on Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, Podcast Attic, Hopefully you'll find it soon on iTunes, and if you really struggle to find it, go to feeds.transistor.fm slash around-the-it-block. Love hearing from you on Twitter, where you can find me as Calvin Zito. You can find our blogs at community.hpe.com. Until next time, thanks for joining me.